The Boss Barista Podcast Takeover is brought to you by Chobani. Chobani's mission is making better food for more people. And they've brought that mission to non-dairy by crafting the ultimate oat milk for food service, Chobani Oat Barista Edition. It's plant-based, gluten-free, non-GMO, and vegan-friendly. Their formula was crafted for superior performance and versatility. Whether adding to black coffee or creating the perfect microphone, Chobani Oat Barista Edition will satisfy your cafe needs and delight your customers. Welcome to the Boss Barista Takeover. A few weeks ago, I put a call out to coffee folks, fans, and drinkers across the globe to pitch ideas about the podcast they've been dreaming of making. And today we're turning the mic over to the last in our series of guest creators. I'm not going to spend too much time here since this episode is more of a guest host, and she'll be introing and outroing this episode herself. So the next voice you'll hear is from our very last guest creator, Anna Sofia Narvaez. Hello, amigos. Welcome to Buzz Barista. I'm Anna Sofia Narvaez, a coffee professional from Nicaragua. This episode is part of the open call Ashley Rodriguez made a few months back to make an audio story. So today on this episode, we have Sara Corrales from Finca Los Pinos, the certified organic farm that is doing things differently, while having passionate women letting the farms growth, production, and diversification. They produce and export their own coffee, and recently started selling roasted coffee and coffee beverages in the country. Sara, like many other coffee professionals, sons and daughters of farmers, are the new face of the specialty coffee industry that is promoting internal coffee consumption. The topic not often covered or promoted. We think about the best beans exporter and consume far away from where it has been produced. And this, as Nicaraguans, makes us proud. However, in Nicaragua, things are slowly changing. We see more coffee shops popping up, more people learning about the coffee we produce. We see a coffee community growing and moving away from bad coffee. And by this, I mean coffee that doesn't meet health and export criteria. Hola, listo, estamos grabando. Okay, so hello, Sara. Thank you for joining us today. I'm very glad that you um, are on board with this project and that you want to share more about coffee production in Nicaragua, coffee culture, and your work at the farm and with your coffee shop too. So welcome to this episode. Thanks, Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me in this project. And I'm really appreciate all the effort that we do together, just trying to share information, trying to share knowledge and everything what is going on in, in Nicaragua. So uh, if, if, if you may, I can introduce myself. Uh, Okay, so I'm um, sure, sure, we can start with a short introduction about yourself, what you do, how you ended up working in coffee. I leave it up to you. Thanks so much, Anna. 
So I'm Sarah Corrales, nice to meet you everybody. Um, I'm 20 years old, I'm from Nicaragua, I'm a woman, producer, marketing girl, and I'm working in Los Pinos Farm, like a sales manager, and I'm partner of a coffee shop in Managua, and the name of this coffee shop is La Tostaderia. Um, we are working with a specialty coffee and we, we're trying to do like different social projects too in the farm. So I'm, I'm really involved in all that. So happy to hear that. So you basically have two hats. One that it's strictly related to your job at the farm and the other one um, at the coffee shop, right? Uh, can you tell us a bit more about the dynamics be behind each of them? I think that, that's a really good question because uh, these two, if we, if we just saw that like jobs, for example, uh, we have like two different places that we are working on that. So uh, the farm is locally in Matagalpa in a community pretty close of a natural resort. Uh, uh, the name of this natural resource is Erarenan, so the farm is locally over there, and the coffee shop is located in Managua, in the capital of the of Nicaragua. So I need to travel all the time. <laughs> I need to. They have this this uh, like a crazy and busy job between these two different places, and the dynamic is completely uh, different in a farm than in a coffee shop. Uh, but it's it's like a, an engage between these two different places. For example, in the farm, we just produce no, we just we produce the coffee. We we produce everything what we use in the coffee shop. Uh, even we we use the orange and everything what we have on the farm. We trying to we trying to uh, keep with this uh, concept there. Everything what is produced on the farm go back to the farm. So it's the same in the coffee shop. Everything what we trying to make in the coffee shop uh, becoming from the farm. So the dynamic uh, is like a completely circle if we just saw like that. So in the farm, uh, we were these 375 days. And at the end of the year, we received the harvest. And it's, it's like a little crazy because we only have a harvest season one time per year. But that means that we need to drink coffee every day to consume all that coffee that we produce on the farm. Uh, so this is like a really nice relationship because we produce the farm, we make all the process in there, we dry the coffee, and later than that we roast the coffee by ourselves. And later we just go to the coffee shop and and serve the cup of coffee directly to the consumer. So if you're thinking about, we are involved in all the channel and all the steps. Uh, to make a really great cup of coffee. Uh, so if you ask me, it's a biodynamic uh, process between the farm and the coffee shop too. I like what you're mentioning because what you, from my understanding, what you have created is this, as a family business, right? Um, you have created this system where everything integrates and it goes beyond just being a coffee producer, but taking it to the next level where you can process your own coffee 
and have the opportunity to serve your own coffee to to a customer in in Nicaragua, right? So same product, different experiences, different businesses and model, but in a way integrated. Um, now that we we talk about you know like running the farm, can you tell us what is like like a day at the farm? What activities like are you currently doing? Um, I know there is a lot to talk about here, but um, can you maybe share with our listeners um, what it's like to be at Los Pinos? Yeah, uh, every day is different. <laughs> if if you think there there is like a monotony uh, structural day, it is not like that. Every day something happens. I mean, we can control the nature. So what we can do is just trying to maintain and work every day uh, as we regularly do, like put all our effort on the farm. But if you ask me, I have like a I can have an schedule for say like that to say, hey, this morning I'm going to be in this coffee plantation and in the afternoon I'm going to be in the other one. That's something that I understand in all this year working in coffee. There, the, my dad says something there that I really appreciate. And he said there, the time of the nature is not the time of the human being. And that makes sense completely to me. And like a really uh, regular day for say like that, it is, I'm living in the city right now, but even that the farm, it is like a 20 minutes from the city. So we are really close from the city. And we move because uh, my grandmother uh, have like a, a lot of healthy problems. So we prefer to move to the city to stay more close to the hospital. And it, it was a really hard decision because we have all the work that we have on the farm. And it was a really hard decision because my grandmother was living in that farm all her life so um, it was like a, uh like i tell you something that we need to do but um so we just wake up really early and we go to the farm and does depend uh what kind of problems we have in the coffee plantation for example we if it is the day that we need to do like chronomatography of the soil we just take the sample from the soil and later we do all the this photography for say like that job that we need to do to try to understand the soil and later than that we just read all this and we saw in that picture what the plants need and that's the word that you need to do trying to understand and speak with the coffee plantation even though they don't have a language they have way to trying to communicate with you so that was like a one I, yeah sorry what no no you can yeah. continue you yeah. can continue so that's like a, a job that we do on the farm and later than that we we just speak with the with the workers and they say to us how is the coffee plantation because we have somebody in charge of each part of lot of land uh, for each farm and that's the point for example right now we are in harvest season so uh, you need to wake up really early just to trying to work together with the pickers and you need to just walk on the farm you see how is everything uh, trying to take a measure of the brick gray and in that way you can understand how is the sugar in the in the cherries 
and and right now there you ask me is is really tough trying to explain what we do every day on the farm because we have so many stuff to do in there and it's not just put something in the plantation it's not just put a bocacci that's the organic fertilizer that we use it's not just that it is trying to make all the system work together with all the workers and with the coffee plantation too and later come and bring all the coffee and go to the dry mill and that's another job and if you don't stop me i can speak about this all day <laughs> no no i mean i think i think it's great you know that that we that we understand a bit more of what happens at a farm because you're you're saying you know yeah we gotta get ready for for the harvest like how we're gonna fertilize? What is the plant telling us? How do we communicate with it? Um, and like you said, there are many ways. Like you can look at the soil, you can look at the branches, the leaves, the cherries. Um, you know, there are many factors and variables that you can consider and, and evaluate. And that's just before the harvest. Uh, during the harvest, the same, like the flowering, the cherry development, the ripening level, um, and then like coordinate with the pickers, uh, the amount of people you need, um, how do you distribute them, what works best, what lots needs to be picked first, how am I gonna move this coffee, uh, how can I divide myself in, you know, into too many tasks or maybe lead the team, help the team you know, work, uh, because more than doing what I understood, Sarah, more than doing the work is helping the people that you have with you um, do their best and, and and fulfill, you know, with their task and and help you and and your family, um, you know, harvest the coffee, process it, and get it ready uh, to store it, to ship it, to roast it. Uh, so there are many there are many tasks, which which is great. My my next question, Sara. Um, now that you have shared about like kind of the dynamics at the farm is because you have this understanding as a coffee person, um, businesswoman, sales manager, um, and many other uh, titles and hats that you wear. Um, has it been easy for you to translate this information to coffee consumers in Nicaragua? Uh, what has been your experience on the other side of the supply chain? Um, how did it start it? Um, what has worked? What are you, you doing uh, to communicate more the work that you do at the farm with your family um, that at the end ends up in this amazing cup of coffee, organic coffee, right? Right. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, be a producer is not easier. If somebody tells you there is easier, maybe maybe this person needs to be a, a really involved in the coffee production. <laughs> so anybody tell me that be a producer is not easier. And that was something that I understand when I was 15. Because I just saw my dad and, and my aunt and my grandfather working in that. And believe me. Even that I grow in in a coffee family, for say like that, 
it was something that I saw that was really, really hard. And I decided don't be a farmer at that time. And I decided to to try to finish my high school and later than that, just to go to the university. In all that process, my dad made something that I really appreciate that he do in that moment. Uh, so he bring me to, we just visit the dry mill. And I saw other way to work with the coffee. There wasn't a production. So I just meet this guy, Julio. He, he was working in, in Sol Cafe. And I completely loved his job. And he, he, he was the, the copying head in, in the dry mill. And I was, I was really, really young. And, and I don't really understand what's going on with the coffee. But I just saw this man just sit and later spill the coffee. And I was like, that's gross, but looks great and cool. And I just go directly to him and I ask him, hey, can you teach me how to understand my coffee? And he said, yeah, of course. So he, he teach me for a couple of years. And in that moment, I understand that that was my place in the coffee. Uh, understand my coffee, that was the, the first step that, that I really appreciate in all this industry. And later than that, in that moment, I understand something too. There, be a producer is no easier. And be woman, John, and producer is the double or the triple more hard <laughs> than than just to be a producer. It is it is it is completely. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that I quit to be in that way in, in just to be in this industry. Even that that I'm that I study marketing. That doesn't mean that I don't understand the coffee production, and that doesn't mean that I can be involved in the coffee industry too. So uh, I feel there. And um, my generation, for say like that, is like to be a producer 2.0. So you are involved not just in the production, you are involved in the in the marketing, you are involved in the quality control and everything. Because you need to be multitasking in, in this at this moment, because the competition is really hard to. So imagine just to have a lot of competition in there, and we are not working together, even though we are in a small country there, we produce a really great coffee. Uh, so we need to be a completely uncontrolled of that. So I understand that too. <laughs> and now I'm 28. Yeah. I have more experience and more measure about that. And I understand that my neighbor is not my my competitor. It is my partner. So I feel that this new generation is more healthy about competition. And we're trying to do something that is different. And we start because I'm really passionate about compensation, and and I understand that the way that we can uh, share this information is not just to just to do a really great job on the farm. It is trying to send the message that all the work that we do on the farm and trying to make a space like this or podcast like this <laughs> or just to trying to do compensation with your neighbor <laughs> so we start to do compensation in managua in the capital i just call a couple of friends and they just um say hey i have i have coffee too and they just call me too and that was like a really great dynamic because if i call them i know that they are going to be available to do compensation if they call me I understand that I will be a, a completely available to do compensation. So we're trying to make a community 
even though we don't have all this logistic and we are not like a group with a name or something like that, we are just friends that we want to enjoy a really great coffee. That was the first step that we do. And now I just saw all these people that we coping together in the house of Claudio, if I, if I not made a mistake, that was the first conversation that we made. And I understand in there that everybody right now at this moment have the, the essential and the community that we made at that moment. And we grew up and we are more and we are completely more people and we recognize the people who is really interested in the coffee. So as me as a coffee shop, um, we have like a different uh, type of consumers. We have the the consumers there. They they use sugar in the coffee, and this is not like like hey, don't drink sugar in the coffee. Don't put the sugar in there. But it's something about education too, because if you know and you understand that you need to do that, so you are going to do that every day and all that. So my job in the coffee shop it is just speak directly with the barista because it's the first uh, person who is uh, to have the this this uh, like a face to face with the consumer and if they understand all the work that we do on the farm the consumer are going to understand all the work that we do on the farm and of course the social media is more like a really nice tool to trying to share our message and all the work that we do over there but we have voice we have like a presence and we can do different stuff. So, for example, right now, I know that we are in COVID time, but we can play with that. We are really creative. So why not we, we can do like a compensation every couple months, for example, and we can use the protocol. We, we have the tools to make different stuff. So I think they're the first of all, it is they're recognized that the producer have a voice, have something to share, not just about... Because if you ask me, and if we are going to speak about price, this is another podcast that we can do together. But it's not just about that. It's about... <laughs> another episode that we yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, sure. We, we should do that. <laughs> but this is something that, that we, can, we can speak about that. If you understand all the work that the farmers do over there, you are going to really appreciate what are you drinking. And you are going to recognize what are you drinking. So that's, that's I think, there is the first step there you need to understand. If you want to appreciate a really great coffee, why not to do a compensation? If it is your first time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if you are 25 or 28 or just 16 or whatever. That doesn't matter. Just trying to take that moment to you. Give that moment to you. And just enjoy all the effort that are the farmers and the pickers and the workers made on the farm. So, um. I mean, I, I have the privilege to, to have this coffee shop and I speak directly with the consumers. And I hope there are more farmers and producers have this opportunity too. And if you are like a really passionate about the coffee, it's the time to share with somebody else this message too. So uh, I think the new generation have a really huge responsibility about to to share the message and right now is the time. I, I completely agree with, with what you're saying and um, I'm inspired as well. I think you are one of the many young people and especially 
women shaping our industry in, in Nicaragua from the production side up to the consuming side inside the country. Um, that is kind of one of our topics in a way, right? And one of the things that we are working as a coffee community to increase more because we see that there is an opportunity to share, to um, educate the people um, into, like, like you say, you know, like you started with a cupping session, but it's more than the cupping session. I think it's creating safe spaces where people can just come, learn, have fun, enjoy a cup of coffee. And it doesn't matter if you have experience or not. Uh, there is something that connects us and that's coffee. So let's just talk a bit more about it and learn what it comes from, how long it took to grow that coffee, what's the price behind that coffee, what are the conflicts or the struggles, the, um, I don't know, we can talk many things bad about the government or anything. You know, we can blame a lot of people, but let's not just blame people. Let's look at what we can do to change things, right? And you have done it and you have done it with your friends. You are doing it. Um, and I'm sure there are many more doing it as well. So you start by producing great coffee, by creating community, by, by seeing your neighbor as your partner and not your competitor, by creating these spaces where everyone is welcome and by not judging, like you said, You have different customers and some of them drink coffee with sugar. Um, I think it's a mistake to judge someone that likes to drink coffee with sugar. Um, it's more from my perspective and, and, and I would like to hear your opinion. It's more about, hey, why don't you try without sugar? Have you Have you done it? Can you kind of, perceive the difference, uh, maybe you will like it. So you just like plant the seed of curiosity and open this word of experiences to, to the person that drinks that coffee. Like, can you try, would you like to try it with almond milk? Um, not just, you know, regular milk. Um, I don't know, whatever. People have different experiences, different preferences. So again, safe spaces where people are welcome. Exactly. Um, um, I'm with you in that, because uh, it, it's like, um, for example, in Latin America, more in Nicaragua, if, if you eat potatoes, fried potatoes, uh, you eat that with ketchup. If you go to another country, they, they eat yep. fried potatoes with different, with different salsa, isn't it? So if you learn it all your life there, you need to eat or yeah. drink something like that, uh, you are going to do it. So I'm I'm not really judge that, but uh, believe me, there it's hard to me, like a producer, <laughs> just to have like a, a, a coffee like 85, 84, and if they put in sugar and meal and all that, and I cry inside <laughs> when I saw that, because I recognize that, but even that, <laughs> I... What are you doing? Yeah, but even that, I'm respect. I'm I'm really respectful of that because that's the way they're the people learn how to do it. 
Um, for example, every coffee shop has his own menu and all that, and we have like a different specialty coffee uh, coffee shops in, in Nicaragua. Uh, and everybody know each other. So in a specialty in La Tostaderia, what we do, it is there, for example, we don't, we don't sell Americano, but we sell filter coffee. Why? Because we like filter coffee. It is a different experience and okay. it's something completely different than an Americano. But th that's my preference and that's the preference of my consumers too. Uh, and we're trying to teach them how to drink coffee and we serve the coffee in glass, not in a cup. So that's something different. And in that way, you can really appreciate more, more the aroma of the coffee um, and the flavor too. So, so if you ask me, uh, I, I really respect what the consumer desire. But even that, uh, if I have the opportunity to share with them, hey, because they regularly ask you. I don't know why, but every time that I go over there and somebody uh, saw me and they say, hey, so you are the owner. And I start to speak about coffee. They ask me, like, what do you recommend? And I was like, that, that, that does depend on you. That's the on what you like. And they say, no, 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 no. I wonder if you recommend something. And I was like, and, and I start to make questions to them. So, hey, what kind of flavor do you like? Do you like more like a, like a fruity flowers or do you like more like a chocolate? And they say, everything, all that, you you can feel that in the coffee? And I was like, yeah, believe me, you can feel that in the coffee. So um, we have like a different profiles too. We have like a wash, we have honey, we have a natural process. And now that we are going to have the new harvest in there, of course, we are going to have an aerobic too and different stuff over there. So it is pretty funny because I understand the profile of my coffee and my barista understand that too. And I don't know, the people just, to, they really enjoy the experience uh, if somebody say to them, hey, this is the coffee that you should try. And when they try it, uh, it's like, hey, the coffee, I don't know that the coffee tastes like that. This is not the flavor that I regularly drink in my cup of coffee. And and that that, is, that expression to me, you don't imagine how many times I smile every time that I just saw the expression of the people. And it is it is so nice because I think there one time there you try specialty coffee you never go back <laughs> to to drink other stuff and and it's like a really a fine line that you cross over there and uh, I mean for me it's like a really hard when somebody asks me if I have decaf with almond milk and I was like no but that doesn't mean that I'm not open to serve a coffee like that. Because I'm really respectful to all the process and all all the the ways to drink coffee too. Um, for me, it's like I tell you, it is it is crazy just to drink just to drink decaf with almond coffee. But I, I, one of my best friends do that, and and she really enjoy the coffee. So why not? I mean, the coffee shop is to drink, enjoy, and have this great moment, and just. Uh, have this connection between farm and all that so it is an experience um, and we are completely open to do that we we, we really appreciate that and, and it's, it's 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 an experience and it is from my understanding right and what you have shared it's a discovery as well like moving away from the general idea of dark roasted coffee, um, bitter, 
that needs to be, you know, that needs to be with sugar because that's what what people have been drinking without asking themselves, you know, where coffee comes from, if coffee has a different flavor. Um, people do it with beer because they do know in Nicaragua which beer is lighter <laughs> yeah. and which beer is stronger, right? But we're not having yeah, this conversation usually time. with a lot of people. That with with coffee, it's just like, okay, I assume coffee is coffee. I'm going to the way it's served. Uh, but then with all the work you're doing, uh, you're bringing a different experience. You're opening um, the world to coffee, basically, to a lot of people that didn't know that coffee had acidity, that coffee, ha that coffee is naturally sweet, um, that you can have different processes, different hours of fermentation. So uh, it becomes like an experience through education, through discovery, um, and through the willingness to just taste something different and value more coffee because you move it away from a traded good that you just need to buy and sell, buy and sell, and we don't care about who's behind that. And with all the work you do, um, we are, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but it's just, you know, there are many hands, jobs, producers that are invisible sometimes because you, you, you only see the cup of coffee because that makes you happy um and i was sharing once that when i see you know a cup of coffee i don't think about the roasted beans i don't think necessarily about the flavor i think about the hands behind that coffee the producer the cherries uh the community that uh, it's directly impacted by by that farm because it's a business not just a farm. Um, so that's, you know, that's my understanding of coffee. It's not just roasted uh, beans, but uh, just the beginning of it, where coffee comes from. So it, it's great that you have that, that opportunity to share it and as a producer to share it directly to the consumer. Now, um, I don't know if you have uh, something else to add here. I, I have another question in in mind. Yeah, you just made the question. You explained that uh, like perfectly. How? So you you are you are you do your job. <laughs> you know, you do your job in this new generation. <laughs> you share completely the message. <laughs> uh, I do. I do. I I think I think we need to be more vocal about what the farmers are doing, um, to bring power to producers, uh, to tell our own stories. Um, sometimes, like I was telling you at the beginning, language is a barrier, but there are many there are other ways that we can tell our story and not necessarily like in English, but uh, being part of other processes and other, um, I would say, part of the supply chain, like you were saying, being a producer, being part of quality control or logistics at the dry mill or running your own coffee shop. I mean, the opportunities are endless. So if you come from like from a coffee family, you are not destined 
obligated to become a farmer. Um, you can be both or even more. Um, so like, you know, it's like you come from a coffee family, so you're a farmer and the next one is farmer and the next one is farmer and it stays like that. Uh, I don't think it should be like that. It's we're changing things um, and opening spaces and opportunities in other parts of the supply chain. So my question, my next question was, is Sara, um, why do you think that we need to keep on working towards motivating, introducing um, specialty coffee or you know more about coffee in a, in a producing country such as Nicaragua? Why do you think it's important? Aside from all that we have uh, talked and, and shared here. Um, when I say there, uh, be a coffee farmer is no easier. I don't say this from like scare for say like that. I just, um, I'm honest. Um, I don't, I don't say this like, like, Hey, Sarah say this. So it's no easier. <laughs> I don't want to be a farmer. So it, 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 the message is uh, completely different than that. The message, it is just. Um, trying to find your place in the coffee industry. Just like, um, for example, with me, it was like, I'm really in love of the quality control. That's like my home. That's my place. That doesn't mean that I don't like to be a farmer because I like to be in the farm. I really enjoyed it. Um, but with all this, I need to move to study. So I moved to the capital and all that. And it's something that if we want a better education, we need to move. So if somebody are listening to this and that are from Nicaragua, they are going to understand what I'm saying. Um, this is something that uh, we're really thinking about because in the community, we don't have the education really close and education is completely important. So if I grew up as a farmer, uh, the community grew up with me too. So we need to have like a social responsibility on the farm and we completely understand that. And my dad was working with that a couple of years ago with different uh, buyers from us. So we're thinking about if the community grew up in, in that way, we can work with the community too. So we, we are working with a lot of uh, sons and daughters of our pickers that are working on the farm, but in a different way. There are no pickers. They just grew up, and we we made scholarships to them, and they study agronomy. They do they study administration and different stuff, and we are working together with them in that position. But you know, they we need to happen these five years in the university and just to trying to 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 uh, I don't know how to say this in English, but just trying to put in more a uh, fertilizer for say like that. In that the student to make him grow up or her grow up and later just go back to the community and trying to make their the community develop with it, with that. Um, it is completely important just to trying to make education here and trying to get this education. No, everything is uh, cheap for say like that. If we think, I mean. If we want a great education, we just go to see the information of the SEA. Everybody wants to have the Q grader and all that. But it's expensive. Even even for me, it's expensive. 
I mean, something that we should do, it is there every time that I can have a free space to speak about coffee, I just share my knowledge and what I got. That doesn't mean that, that I have the only truth. That means that we need to research more than what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and just to try to involve in that. So if you want to get in more close about the coffee industry, I think that the coffee shop is a really nice place just to try to have that first contact about what's mean working with a specialty coffee. So it's a really nice first step. Later than that, if you have the opportunity to go to the farm, to go to the origin, you should do it. You should meet a coffee plantation. You should touch that leaf and that cherry and understand how nice and tasty it is, the mucilagon of, of the coffee in your mouth. And later than that, you are going to appreciate the cup of coffee. And of course, there exists like a different a place to trying to learn about coffee. It exists like at the coffee school. That's a really nice place too. Uh, you can speak with people. You can follow like like you, like the yellow cat. You can follow me. You can follow Mirtila and different people who is in the coffee industry. There, We want to share information about coffee and our social network is, is completely about coffee. So sorry, spoiler alert. We just speak about coffee. <laughs> but... But we have all that, and exists like a different, yeah, and exists like a different opportunity in different countries too. So, for example, exists this master degree that you do and that I'm going to do in this in this couple months. Exists like a information. I mean, there is like a different uh, news about coffee, or you can do just by yourself. Just do a. a just trying to see like perfect day the grinder is in Spanish and English and different language too. And you can have like a different uh, blogs about coffee. Exists like Agamos Cafe in Nicaragua. It's a really nice podcast about coffee. And I mean, there is like a different way there. You can just try to find information about coffee. The only thing that you should do is just put coffee Nicaragua in Google. And do your Search. own research <laughs> and put your effort in there and put your energy in there because the internet is not just about memes. And if you really want to enjoy the coffee, if you really want to learn about coffee, you are going to do it. It doesn't matter if you are not an agronomy. It doesn't matter if you are if you don't grow up in a in a coffee family. Because it was my decision be a producer and be involved in the coffee. So if you ask me, even though we are on a small country and we are in Central America and we start to work with a specialty coffee uh, less than 14 years ago, uh, that doesn't mean that we can don't develop this more than what we have right now. That means that we need to work really hard right now to try to put our place in the map and say, hey, not just the great coffee, it's something that we sell to the other countries. It's something that we can bring in our in our country and enjoy it and and appreciate it and drink a really great coffee because we deserve a really great coffee. Because that, that's that's a really hard conception that we that we have there. We produce our, uh, we produce a really great coffee. We produce a specialty coffee. And where is the specialty coffee? Why the people in Nicaragua don't drink a specialty coffee? And we know there is more expensive 
because we have more work to do over there. But if you really appreciate it and you really enjoy the coffee and the value and all that, believe me, they deserve every Cordoba that you put in in that cup. I, I wanted to add, Sarah, that it's, I completely agree with you with the fact that nowadays information is more accessible, that there are podcasts, news, uh, and digital spaces popping up. Uh, people that love coffee, that are sharing information that is for free. So if you as a consumer, either, you know, like at a consuming country or just like in Nicaragua, love coffee, just do your research. Type coffee in Nicaragua, like you said, in Google, and you will find a lot of resources that are free, accessible, and that will make you more curious or knowledgeable about about coffee in your own country. So I think we we got to start there about what we know about our own coffee because sometimes we're so proud about like yeah, Nicaraguan product. Um uh, but like what do we really know about this product? Like how many farmers do we have in the country? What are we growing? Like where is our coffee being exported? And and then when we see a coffee shop is recognize the value the hard work um all the passion you know i can be romantic about that but really that has a price it's not you know um it's a business again again and and we gotta pay for the coffee i mean if you if you want a good product we we have to pay for it and and then we move away from the idea that coffee should be cheap because we see it as a product that adds value to our daily routine, to our life, um, to our discovery, you know, sensory experiences, more knowledge, education. Uh, so we move away from just dark roasted coffee and we see the farmer, we see the farms, we see the other side and the human side of coffee that we are sometimes missing um because we're not showing it so the opportunity is here it's there for us to to take it and to continue like you said growing this community that loves coffee that shares about it and even if it's just two minutes we're ready to share about coffee and the spaces are there are growing and, and like you said it's our moment because the specialty coffee industry in nicaragua has changed a lot um is you know like the amount of experiments specialization from from these producers that they're doing naturals honey washed um anaerobic and experimenting because we are at a different level maybe not every producer but we can have those local innovations available in in Managua in the capital city and other coffee shops too for people to enjoy Um, and I'm so happy that this is growing, that this is happening, and that people like you and your family I, are behind this great movement. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's completely great. Um, I just want to say, like, uh, thanks for all the consumers that are really involved in the coffee. because that's mean that we do something well. That's mean that there is people, there is really interesting and all that. And 
I know their specialty coffee is not really accessible for everybody. I really hope their specialty coffee will be accessible for everybody. But it's something that the market need to work to. So it's not just in Nicaragua. It's something that we need to see in like in global level. Um, but for now, we're just trying to make a, like the best that we can do over there. And I'm really appreciate when somebody asks me what's mean a specialty coffee. Because that's how we start to talk about what's going on. So it's, it's time to speak about what's going on. It's not just a cup. It's not just no, it's, nah, good. it's not something that we just press the button and it's just like that. So I really appreciate that we have this time with you because I really enjoy this moment. Believe me, I enjoy this talk. And, and I hope that we can have more space like this in the future. No, and th thank you very much, Sara, for, for joining us and for sharing your experience, your thoughts, your opinions, your knowledge. Like you said, you know, um, um, your career is marketing, but then you have your coffee education from life, and that is valuable and that is unique because our coffee experiences are, are unique. And what we said here, you know, like I see coffee as a cherry or the first thing that comes to my mind is a plant. I mean, that's a valid thing. And if you are listening to this and you think of coffee as a roasted bean, that's fine uh, because our experiences with coffee are, are different. And like Sada mentioned um, through our talk, we got to be respectful about that but also open to listen to others, to learn, and just to, to kind of explore what's happening, uh, why I didn't know this, um, or hey, I know this, I want to share it. Ooh, enjoy your cup of coffee. <laughs> enjoy your cup of coffee. Thank you for listening to this story. Internal coffee consumption in coffee-growing countries is key to make this industry more sustainable and boost economic development at all levels. To learn more about Sara and Finca Los Pinos' work, check out their website, lospinosfarm.com. For comments and follow-ups, you can find me as at yellowcatuayi on Instagram. That was Anna Sofia Narvaez. While this is the formal end of the Boss Barista Takeover, I'd still love to hear your ideas. If you have an idea for a show, if you want to be a guest host on Boss Barista, if you want to launch your own podcast, email me. I'm at bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com, and I would be more than happy to help you launch your idea. Thank you so much for listening to this Takeover series. Thank you to all of the creators, the people who reached out to share their ideas. Thank you to Chobani for sponsoring this series. And thank you to the listeners for supporting these new projects. We'll chat next week.